Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. Due to the pandemic, we bring you One Bad Mother straight from our homes, including such interruptions as children, animal noises, and more. So let's all get a little closer while we have to be so far apart. And remember, we are doing a good job. This week on One Bad Mother, M is for the mother load of stigma associated with motherhood. We talked to Tony Award-winning actress Laura Benanti about her new picture book for moms. Plus, it's Max Fun Drive. Woo! I am not panicking. I am not panicking. I'm in the middle of a class so I can renew my license, renew my license. <laughs> But my car is in the shop because the check engine light turned on and it's clearly leaking oil. Wow, that sucks. And hey, this morning, I need to drive a half hour to get my second vaccine. And I have anxiety about driving new cars, new cars. And also, driving new places scares the shit out of me. And I'm expecting that, like, I'm going to have all the side effects from the second dose because that's just how my anxiety works. Oh, dear God. Everything is fine. It's going to be fine. I'm breathing in. I'm breathing out. Everything is fine. Thank you. Everything's going to be fine because you're not panicking. I think we should just only, sorry, let me do that again then. I think we should only sing out our anxiety. Hey, I think you are remarkable. Look at you. You are taking care of things that need to be taken care of, even when they make you uncomfortable. And that is really remarkable actually. So good, good job. You know what also makes me want to sing a little song is Max Fun Drive. It's Max Fun Drive. And I'm going to tell you what Max Fun Drive means. If you already know what it means and want to hear what we have planned, you also will want to listen to this. Quick spoiler, there will be chutney. Okay, first of all, One Bad Mother is an independent podcast. We are part of a family of podcasts in the Maximum Fun Network. Okay, so that's one. Two, One Bad Mother, us, we are funded by listener support. To make the show, it is us and you. <laughs> okay, we're able to pay for the hotline, our website, recording equipment, and most importantly, your support is responsible for us being able to have our fabulous new producer, The Gabe. And listener support also pays our salary. We work for you. So over the next two weeks, we are going to be once again asking you to support one Bad Mother, so that we can continue to make One Bad Mother. The community that we have built over the last eight years, 
means so much to me and is so powerful and impactful. We have always tried to be here for the community and we are now looking to the community to be here for us and for each other. So as always, we thank you for allowing us to make the show. Thank you for everybody who's already become a member. We also know this is still a really hard time, but if you want to upgrade your membership or join or boost, just go to MaximumFun.org join. It really is a gift to us when you do that. Speaking of gifts, Mother's Day. Again, another example of how this is a very special community. Fuck Mother's Day. That's <laughs> we. Who is it for? Who is it for? Is it for you, the mother? Is it for the mother-in-law? Is it for your mother? Is it like, ah, it's so many mothers. Plus, there's all that stuff about just strangers saying to you because you're a woman, happy Mother's Day, here's a flower. And you're like, I, what? That, ah, barf. Simultaneously, I do expect chocolates and a bottle of wine and a big homemade pasta card from my children for Mother's Day. So, you know, balance. Nothing says moms like our guest that we're going to be talking to today, and that is Tony Award-winning Laura Benanti, who is going to talk to us about her new picture book, M is for Mama and also Merlot, A Modern Mom's ABC. And let's all just sit here and bask in the awkwardness of the fact that she is a Tony Award-winning actress for such things as Gypsy. And I just basically shit sang the entire opening of this show. So everything's coming up. Biz. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. This week, we are talking to Tony Award winner and five-time Tony Award nominee, Laura Benanti, the highly celebrated stage and screen actress. Over the course of the last year, Benanti frequently appeared on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert in her celebrated comedic portrayal of First Lady Melania Trump, which, uh, just by the way, <laughs> additional, <laughs> additional television credits include series regular roles on the Samantha Bee and Jason Jones produced TBS show The Detour, Go On, Opposite Matthew Perry, Starved for FX, as well as reoccurring roles on Supergirl, ABC's Nashville, Eli Stone, CBS's The Good Wife, and Elementary, Showtime's Nurse Jackie, and The Big C, NBC's <laughs> The Sound of Music Live, Law & Order, SVU, and USA's Royal Pain. Guys, I just wanted to make sure that there was at least one place you could like anchor in on and be like, ah, Laura Benanti. Now, <laughs> now, one of my favorite things is that she earned the 2008 Tony Award for Outstanding Featured Actress in a Musical, a Drama Desk Award, and an Outer Critics Circle Award for her revelatory portrayal of Louise in Gypsy, opposite Patti LuPone. Dear God, that is an award in itself. The credits truly go on and on, even more in the works, including her new board book for moms <laughs> called M is for Mama and also Merlot, a Modern Moms ABCs. Welcome, Laura. Woo! 
Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Laura, Yes. before we get in to all of this amazingness, plus I'm just going to pump you with fun questions because sure. you're you're a parent. Yep. And there's just so much there. I want to ask you, who lives in your house? My husband, Patrick, my daughter, Ella, who is four, and our little dog, Petey Pie, who is also four. Uh, who do you love more? My dog. Okay, good. Just checking. I'm just <laughs> Well, Petey will, Pie got the dick. I sometimes whisper to her when I'm petting her. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. I love you the most. Yeah. I love you the most. You're yeah. my favorite. You're my favorite. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're my favorite. Mm-hmm. Okay. Four years old. That's a lot. People people always talk about like twos and they talk about threes. And what they really should just say is that every number going forward mm-hmm. is something something yeah it's so <laughs> just, funny because people are like oh that's a fun age and i'm like is no it? it's not is no it? it's not fun i don't think it's fun like it, I, it, I haven't had fun in years no no <laughs> <laughs> yeah how is four going you know four has been <laughs> four has been real hard honestly when three yeah i thought two was fine i was like terrible two whatever like two is yeah. fine she's still adorable Three yeah. hit, and I was like, "What is going on? I know what is, you're not who is cute this anymore. monster? Yeah. Why are you yeah. punching me in the face? Yeah, what's happening? Like, why are you literally kicking at me? Like, looking me in the eye and making yeah. the decision to punch me in my face? Yeah, yeah, like you've made the decision. Yeah, you're looking at you're me. Like, I see you. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm gonna just mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. just yeah. flailing. You're like, I'm gonna no. punch you. I'm mm-hmm. gonna punch you in the face in yeah. public. Yes, in public. So, the, and then, and then I'm gonna have to carry her out like I'm holding a yeah. surfboard while she kicks. Yeah, and then everybody's Stares going to at stare you like at you're me. You're a terrible mom. Yep. Hey, aren't you the worst? Right. Yeah. Though yeah. I will say on this show, we have now gotten to the point of if anybody applauds you while you're football carrying your child yeah. out of someplace, know mm-hmm. that they're a one bad mother. Know that they've been listening to this show. You'll get the good job. Yep. That's what you're supposed to do. One hundred percent. Yeah. I have left a full shopping cart in the grocery store. Oh, yeah. Just full of stuff. And I'm like, yeah. all right, we're abandoning we're at- it. You don't yeah, get to be done. around people anymore, ma'am. <laughs> so-, right, so then comes four and and with the pandemic. Dude, she's been wearing a mask for a quarter of her life. Like when you, when you really break it down like that, it's really tricky. So the, you know, the work of being three and four is socializing, is figuring out how to be a person in the world. And instead she's just like stuck at home with me and her dad and her dog wearing a mask, not being able to see any facial expressions and she's pissed and I don't blame her, but I'm like, guess who didn't cause this pandemic? Me. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. But Lord, she's mad at me. She is mad oh, at me. Yeah, that'll just fester as a little resentment kernel for the rest of, you know, yeah. her life. That's fun. Yeah. yeah, and it must be hard since you love the dog more. <laughs> that mean, also obviously. probably plays into it. <laughs> yeah, I got to tell you, it's been, we. I've mentioned this before after talking to guests who have said that when they put their mask on, their babies know they're going out. Yeah. Right? Like it used to be like if you saw the stroller come out or keys, that would signal. But now it's the mask. Mm -hmm. And it's so weird. 
It is weird. If I put makeup on, she knows. <laughs> yeah. If I put Honestly. pants on, they know. Yeah. Somebody's you put, going when out. You put your pants on. <laughs> when you put pants on with a zipper. They know yep, you're going with a out. zipper. Oh yeah, yeah, they know somebody's going someplace. What's good, going like on? The Target. Are you going to the yeah. White House? Why are you in a zipper? <laughs> oh, I love that. That if that's all it took to get to the White House, that would be. I mean, apparently all the it time. was. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, yeah, for a while there. <laughs> <laughs> now, now they require the zippers and the masks. Yes, exactly. Before then, no shirt, and an no education. shoes. Not an education. Oh, zing! This is a good time. All right. I have so many questions, but I want to yep. start. Let's just let's just plug this book right off the let's bat do it. because okay. it is fun and it is the most like relevant to technically this being a podcast in which parents listen to <laughs> and funny things because I will take us in totally different directions. <laughs> but this is a board book for parents, mm-hmm. and it is. So funny and like charming and lovely. And it literally takes you through the ABCs, just like, you know, all those board books for kids. Like A is for every animal on a farm. We live in a world now where you don't need to know every animal on a farm, but it's really (laughs) important you know farm animals. (laughs) But you've got like A is for astonishing, right? You Good job. You Look what you've done. And like, they're all so supportive. And (laughs) one of my favorites is E is for everyone and all of their advice. And then the next one is F is for FM. You know better. I like, I, it's so even better. FM twice. Yeah. FM twice. That's right. Even better. (laughs) FM twice. Because I think what I like about it and something that we've been trying to do on this show for the reason I think we started it, which was we wanted people to stop feeling like shit for being a mom. Yeah. Like at exactly. its core. Stop feeling its like core. shit. Yep. So talk to me about even, talk to even me the about fact this. that there's like a term mom guilt. There's not a term Ugh. dad guilt. No. You know, no. It, it's yeah. I, it really, we are obviously a very deep, there's a deep seated misogyny in our culture. And I feel like I never experienced that more than when I became a mom. The well, you idea... become nameless. You become yes. nameless. You the become mom. bodiless. You, be- yeah. you become the mom. Yeah. I remember, I remember speaking of Stephen Colbert, I remember we used to live in New York and it was our last like couple of months before we moved out here. And we had a friend who was a writer on it. So we got to go in and be in the audience mm-hmm. and the warm up comedian, this is on his old show. And the warm-up comedian's going around, and he comes to my husband, and he says, you know, what do you do? And my husband's like, I do, you know, graphic design and advertising, blah, blah, blah. And then he turns to me, and I am like a year into having a baby. Yeah. And I I had no, like, it was, it was like the saddest moment of yeah. me being like, do I say mom mom right right do I say mom do I say executive assistant do I say sketch comedian like all of those seemed like the worst possible answers that were going to still hold like a big open question of like doubt for people right like you know well you can't be that you can't be that and you can't be that and like it was such a profound moment and I've yep. been struggling trying to answer that question. What do you do ever since? 
Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. Like it, for me, it really started, I, I miscarried before I had my daughter oh. and then, a, and then a bunch of times afterwards and, and people's response to me openly talking about my miscarriage, they yeah. were so horrified as if I like pulled my pants down in public and mooned everyone. And I was like, well, if my dog died or if my uncle died, yeah. he'd be like, I'm so sorry. And, and that, that was when I really started this journey of like, oh, wow, we just really don't want women to exist outside of like what we're comfortable with and women's bodies and how our bodies work make people yeah. so deeply uncomfortable. And once you've like the idea that once you've had a baby that you somehow turn into like a ghost or a milk machine and yeah. that everyone gets to tell you what you're doing right and wrong. Like, it's just so crazy. I had a really hard time breastfeeding my daughter. It just didn't work out for us. And she was about four months old and I was in a store and I was putting her formula in the bottle and a woman came up to me and she said, no. is she adopted? And I said, shut the door. I, oh no. And I said, I'm, I'm sorry. What? And she was like, well, is she adopted? And I said, no. She said, well, have you considered breastfeeding? Have you and considered what I, it? What? Yeah. I mean, what I want, what I should have said is like, have you considered my foot up your ass? But yeah, instead- exactly. I bought, I started sobbing hysterically sobbing in front of this woman yeah. and, and then took her through the journey of my breastfeeding <gasps> struggles, including yes. that I had seven lactation consultants, that it didn't work, that I literally, one of them sent me to a shaman who covered me in eagle's feathers and blew beer all over my body. <laughs> like that's how badly I wanted to breastfeed this kid. And can I tell you, she looked Did relieved. she feel better? She Good, felt better. I, was, I, I wanted to he make sure felt better that she because felt better. She was, if, if I had just turned to her and said, I choose to feed formula to my child, I'm sure she would yeah. have ripped me a new one. But the fact that I was hysterically crying and yeah. pained with the fact that I Pain. wasn't able to do this thing, she was like, okay, well, it's okay. still not great, but at least you feel awful. And like, yeah, you know, and I, and I <laughs> that's, developed. That's the like, name of the next book. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> at least you feel awful. But at least totally. you feel awful. At least yeah. you feel awful. And like, oh. I had such bad postpartum depression and anxiety. And part of it was just trying to live up to these impossible expectations that are placed on yeah. all mothers, you know, and then to add on to it, Instagram and all of these, like, you know, like yeah. breastfeeding in a field, like dressed like it's yeah. Mormon Easter, like mom fluencers. Yeah. It's just, it, it, it is God. so beyond what is healthy. So my friend, Kate Mangiamelli, so I wrote this book. <laughs> I wrote this book with my friend, Kate. Kate is a soprano yeah. at the Metropolitan Opera. And she and I like met, we like looked at each other in a Starbucks at like six <laughs> in the morning. We both had our babies. We both had like clearly yeah. been crying and we started talking. We had no idea we were both yeah. performers and we became friends just because we were moms who were like, this is fucking yeah. hard. This is the and, worst. Oh my God, this is the worst. We became like best friends. Yeah, and our babies became best friends. And we started texting each other, like A is for asshole. If you yeah. like, you know, like <laughs> B is for bitch. You better That's listen right. to me, you know? <laughs> and then we were like, wait a minute, we should actually make a book like this because we want to be like the antidote to all of this other, yeah. like motherhood is the most brilliant it's thing the most, that will ever happen. Are you a you vessel? A, I'm weaving are a, you a magical vessel. Yeah. I'm a magical yeah. vessel. My yeah. golden breast I'm, milk, I'm a like vessel. all of it. Yep. 
all of that shit. I'm like, I can't do this. And we need to have an alternative that, that you can give to a mom at a baby shower. That's like in solidarity that is diverse, that shows moms of all different colors, you know, and, and is like, this is hard. And it's also awesome. Like you're amazing. Yeah. B is for boobies or bottles either way. Yeah. You know, C is for C-section and your warrior mama scar. So it's like, we go through and are like, you're awesome. No matter where you are in this, because nobody prepares you for how fucking hard it is. Nobody does except for my mother. (laughs) (laughs) My mother was like, listen, that baby's going to come out and you're going to not love it. (laughs) I was like, that's so nice. It was amazing. It was incredible. She was like, you're meeting a stranger. You don't love every stranger you meet. You're pushing a stranger out of your vagina or they're cutting it out of your stomach. Then they place it on your chest and then are just like, good luck. You've never met them. You don't know them. They don't know you. It's a relationship. And that was the most generous thing anyone did for me, you know, was to prepare me. actually really nice because, you know, with my first, I felt a pretty, like a good connection despite the depression and- But with my second, like, yeah. I just I just called him the boy for a long time. Like, that was a hard relationship. Like, yep. it was, because it was so different. And so, and, and that goes right back into freeing you from guilt that you didn't ask for and you don't deserve by saying, you know, it, you might not even like him, mm-hmm. to, you know, right off the bat. You might not feel like... This notion that we have children and are just going to be great at it is absurd. It's absurd. It's, ab- it's an absurd. There's nothing else like it. And then you have like there are eight million books out there, oh and my they God, all, so many books. no matter how hard they try, they they still leave you with, well, if that didn't work, there's something wrong yeah. with how I'm doing it. Yeah, but like there's also this giant list of things they don't tell you. Mm-hmm. No, there is no book, except for ours, that tells you a kid's going to poop in the tub. No right. one tells you that you're going to just like, well, what am I supposed to do with this? Right. And no one tells you they're going to poop in the tub. And no one tells you that probably an hour later, you're going to get in that tub. Like, right. <laughs> you're going to get in the tub. No one's like... This is how you feed your baby while you're on the toilet. 100%. Right? Like that's not. Yeah. If you haven't fed your baby or sat on a toilet with a baby in your lap, then you're you're a, you're a witch. You're a witch. <laughs> You've done something amazing. What is it? Like, right? Uh, Somebody was on the show the other day and they were saying, you know, well, I'm working from home. This is my office. This is where I work. And she had like, she had a lot of kids. And I was like. Do you have a hex on your door? Like, how are you keeping your children from not coming in this room? What do you mean yeah. you've got a room? And she was like, oh, no, they're just outside crying. crying. I just am not listening. And I, yeah. I was just like, 100%. Good, good job. And I just bribe my child. I'm like, if you yeah, can oh, stay downstairs until 1215, I will give you a yeah. starburst. That's right. That's right. Again, no one, no one tells you about the benefits of bribing. I mean, I could never have gotten my kids to leave parks or playgrounds if I wasn't ready to shell out yeah. candy or food. I mean, I was, my sister and I both were raised on like bar bets and bribes from our dad, you know, <laughs> right. where it was like, <laughs> bar oh, oh, 
Yeah, well, they were. They were like, <laughs> you know, like my sister remembers, <sighs> like, I'll bet you a dollar you can't fold up the TV trays, you know, with yep. your eyes closed, right? Like just amusing my father. <laughs> All right. So this book is amazing. And, I, you know, honestly, I, I wanted to go down some other paths, but I really think I want to ask the following because of mm-hmm. everything we just talked about. So yeah, self-sabotage. Oh, boy. And so I look at the people that I, I get to interview who are, we just interviewed Lizzie and Wendy Molyneux, who the, the head writers of The Great North, they oh, yeah. writing on Bob's Burgers, like just oh, yeah. two power. And they have like a thousand kids between them. Right. <laughs> just like so many kids. I now sometimes wonder if my self-sabotage was... You know, I can't, I can't do both. I can't parent mm-hmm. and pursue, right? right? Like, so going back to what we were talking about, do you think, and the answer is yes, I'm going to answer mm-hmm. for you. Do okay. you <laughs> think inherently it is because we are women that we feel that there needs to be that choice? Like you yes. are, you have a child and you are pushing past, you know, Oh, I can't. I've I've got a kid. And you're you're working. You're doing all of these things. But that's because I had my daughter later. I was 37. Well, I had mine. Well, yeah, I had mine later as well. And I think for me, part of it was, well, I'm tired. I'm tired now. (laughs) Yes. I tell you, maybe I'll just do this. I bet I bet I would be great out in a field with a big hat breastfeeding as the sun came through <laughs> and making all of my children's right like this other while you read poetry mm-hmm. right yeah. while i read poetry and my children yeah. love to hear me play guitar they don't <laughs> stop it mama stop it but do you have you wrestled with self-sabotage have you wrestled yes. with using your family as an excuse <laughs> you know Sorry. i don't I mean, I, I self-sabotaged a lot when I was younger. Like every success I've had is in spite of me. Like I absolutely did my best to ruin my life and Mm -hmm. whatever angels are around me. I'm so grateful for, cause I really did a lot of self-sabotaging in my twenties. I I started when I was 18. I started acting when I was 18 years old on Broadway. And like, you know, I went, I went from boyfriend to boyfriend and then husband to husband and, you know, just always poured all of my energy into them. I'm very good at pouring all of my energy into somebody else, which is why I thought I would make an incredible mother. Mom, (laughs) right? Exactly. Exactly. But weirdly, (laughs) you probably are like, you probably are. It's just, it's just not the same. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think weirdly after having my daughter, there was something about it that actually made me feel even more driven because mm. I, I was in my mind so bad at it right away. Mm. I couldn't breastfeed. And then I had such like severe postpartum depression that my husband was like, we need to go to a hospital. Yeah. Like it was really scary. Yeah. And my daughter has like some sensory issues and some atypical behaviors that make me feel like a failure. Cause I can't soothe her. And yeah, So I started to, I think, go back to the place where I know I'm good at it, you know, and Mm. I, and I started working even more and even more. And, but it's not like I was away from her more. I was bringing her with me. So I was bringing a kid with sensory issues to fittings and she was literally, (laughs) she would hold onto my body like a little koala bear (laughs) while they're undressing me and putting clothes on me. 
And they'd be yeah. like, can you put her down? And I was like, okay. Like, no. And I put her down and she would scream like she was being set yeah. on fire. And they'd be like, pick her up, pick her up. And so then oh, it, it was, do you have my second child? Probably. <laughs> she could not be away Let from go. me for one single yeah. moment. One sec- I mean, to this day. Yeah. And then my, my poor husband, by the time we go to sleep, I'm like, I do not need one more oh, person yeah. climbing on me today. Yes. Yes. But again, Thank you. not that they write that down. No. I'd be like, even when the cats would come and get in my lap, I'd be like, Jesus, uh, no one touch me. Don't know what I also realized today. My husband was telling me a story and I was, I was responding exactly how I respond to my daughter where I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cool. Oh, wow. That is cool. Wow. And he was like, really? Are you, are you listening? I was like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. No. No. So yeah, I self-sabotage all the time, but I think I try so hard in my motherhood because it does not come naturally to me. I am not a person who yeah. feels like I got this. And yeah, you know, I read all the books, all of which by the way, have conflicting advice. Yes. You know, I, I try Very to conflicting. do the like Janet Lansbury, get down on her level, look her in the eye and repeat back to her. Like <laughs> you're struggling. And my daughter literally screams in my face, stand yeah. up, stand yeah. up. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. So She's, much of it doesn't work. No. And I'll be like, you're mad. You're not, you're yeah. fe- having big feelings. And she's like, stop saying that. Stop saying that. And I'm like, okay. And then All like, right. I'm having big feelings. I have to step away. I'm right having now. big feelings. I'm going to go lock myself in the bathroom and, <laughs> and right. spoon feed peanut butter into my mouth and sob. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. No. So like, yeah. I, it's just, it didn't, it never came easily to me. And I just thought that it would, because I love children and I've had yeah. stepdaughters and yeah. like, I I'm very maternal in my instincts towards humans in general. Yeah. But then I had this person and I was like, I'm supposed to feed you with these. Okay, cool. All right. It's not working out. Everybody seems real mad at me about that. And now I'm really yeah. sad and I'm thinking about yeah. really dark things. <laughs> dark and I, things. Yeah. And, and those thoughts are scary to me and I shouldn't be feeling this way. And what is wrong with me? And it wasn't until yeah. I found the camaraderie of other moms who are open and honest saying, this honest. is fucking hard that I was like, yeah. I am not alone. I don't feel yeah. as alone. I think I, it's just fuck any question I have about Broadway. I'm having a good time talking about this. Yeah, Broadway will come back, guys. It'll be fine. All right. So, <laughs> and it will. And it will. Good. It will. That question's fine. answered. Done. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Done. One of the things we try and do on the show is is that normalizing mm-hmm. because I think I remember being surprised by how isolating parenting is even being in the middle of like Brooklyn yeah I was all alone yep and I have a wonderful opportunity with the show to hear from other parents Mm -hmm. and you think about I like it it allowed me to open my mind and empathy to understand that I'm in the middle of Brooklyn but -hmm. some people are literally in the middle of nowhere Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's yes. there's no one there's no one around they are like, they are truly isolated i think that isolation can lend itself to that feeling of it must be me yes i'm doing it wrong yep no one else is feeding their child on a toilet right now yes other things are like let's say a baby winds up in your house through your body okay yeah no one like when you think about injuries to a people oh rarely God. call them injuries to exactly. your body. Exactly. 
Right. So we won't call them an injury. So we won't treat them mm-hmm. and don't talk about it because that's mm-hmm. gross. Yeah. And we don't want to hear about it. Yep. And just like great grandma, you just learn to live with it. And then yep. we never are allowed to address yep. these things that we then allow ourselves to be limited by. Yeah. I still pee a little every time I laugh. Oh, yeah. And you know what? Here's the thing. These are treatable. Exactly. In most cases. In most yes. cases. Yes. They are treatable. But do we allow time for that treatment? Do nope. we allow the research for that treatment? No, nope. no, 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 no. If you were, and we had this guest once who was like, if you were in a car accident, you would be given physical therapy yep. and all this time to recover. You have a baby? Yeah. You better get back to work. Right. Exactly. Like, no physical therapy, no recovery. And you better get that body back. Like, oh, oh yeah, whatever the fuck that is. I My mean, body got shifted in all kinds of directions when there was a baby inside of it. And yes, everything went back. It just went in the wrong place. <laughs> like, it's just in so many different <laughs> places. And I'm like, I don't know. I, what the fuck is a body back? I don't want that body back. Oh, yeah. The pressure's on our physical bodies. I just want them to all go to hell. I know. Same. Like, but and if, you are, and if you're a black woman, if you are oh. a black mother, yeah. forget it. You know, yeah. black no. women are 12 times more likely to die during childbirth yeah. in New York City, the liberal bastion the liberal. Of, of the United States, 12 times more likely. And it's not because black women's bodies don't work. It's because they're not listened to. Women are not listened to and black women are listened to not at all. Yeah, not at all. And when you look at some of the science in how we like the the medical research into women's pregnant bodies there is so little it i sometimes feel like sometimes feel like a eh, hundred years ago they were like this is how women do it yep good enough i know let's don't update that yeah we don't need to meanwhile update they're that. like your baby's the size of a raspberry yeah your baby's growing toenails <laughs> I'm like, my nipples are the size of dinner plates and they hurt. Can we talk about that for a second? No, 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 no. Keep those nipples to yourself. That's right. But you better use them to feed your baby. What if I say my nipples are the size of papayas? Like, would that be, if I, if I said that they were like fruit, what if I said I was leaking like a watermelon that had just been sliced open on a hot day? Would that would that make it better? I, no, I think not. Miscarriage. Oh my gosh. Miscarriage. Don't talk about miscarriage. Don't talk about Ugh. it. Yeah. Don't talk about Mm-mm. birth stories. Ugh. No. Oh my gosh. Totally birth stories. <laughs> and don't try to breastfeed in public. Oh, but why aren't you breastfeeding? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but listen to your language when you said, I couldn't breastfeed. Yeah. Right? Like even that language implies you failed at exactly. something. And I don't have better language. I mean, right. don't get me wrong. I, there's no better language out there right yeah. now, though I know very smart people are, are working on that. Yeah. But like all of it comes back to the sensation of feeling like it's your fault. And yes. I, when I had mine, I was older in my late 30s and, you know, there there weren't mommy and mommy blogs were just starting. So like my influences were like Pottery Barn catalogs. I'm like, oh, well, if I just had everything white. Sure. <laughs> yeah. If everything were a neutral cream color. Like, look how those children are so well behaved with that like throw pillow on the floor. This would make me a better mother. Totally. Totally. <laughs> I, uh, I just, I'm so glad that you've written this because 
it really is important that we continue to push the feeling of normalcy, no Mm -hmm. matter how kids wind up in your house. Yep. And the more we all feel comfortable talking about it, whether it be as women or as men listening, right? then we will be able to help tackle issues like people of color just not being listened to. Mm-hmm. The notion that there's only one voice yes. for how to parent yep. is again Yes. Absurd. It's absurd. And the notion that that voice is an ever-present, calm, and loving and voice that, that needs nothing in return. <laughs> no. You know, that it's- Yeah, don't you feel you need stuff? Yeah. And frankly, I want my daughter to know that I need stuff. Yeah. I want her yes. to know it's normal. And also, if she punches me in the face, I want her to know that that's not okay. You know, like, of course she's having big feelings. And of course, I'm not going to hit her back. Of course, of course that. But also I'm not going to be like, oh, you're having big feelings. I'm going to be like, you can't hit me. You're not allowed to hit people. That's right. Yeah, Yeah, you're not allowed to hit me. Yeah, because honestly what it is, they're aliens. They're aliens who've landed on this planet and they don't know the rules. And our job is to teach them the rules. And so, you know, for me, the idea that what you were saying to your point earlier, that we are supposed to just naturally be good at this immediately after immediately. being physically exhausted and yes. battered and bruised and beaten <laughs> yeah. and, yeah. and having no sleep. The fact that oh. we're supposed to do this with, with, nev- with unending patience and love is, is too much to ask of a person. It really is. And the yeah. more it's asked, the harder it is. Because I think mm-hmm. the more we are sort of requiring that kind of performative motherhood from people, like the less you're actually going to connect to the true experience that you are having in that moment. And that's going to keep you away from connecting to your baby. Yeah. No, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. That is why I enjoy a bar so low that I just yep. trip over it. Yep. It becomes a hazard for the children <laughs> in this house. <laughs> watch out. Watch out for the cat and watch out for the bar. Wait, watch it. There's a bar. It's very low. It's very low. All right, <sighs> Laura, I could talk to you forever about this. Same. But it's, we're, I, but I we're done. <laughs> but we're done. But we're done. Broadway's coming back. Parenthood is hard, yes. and there's a wonderful board book Get for- Get this book. Watch, watch Gossip Girl. <laughs> watch. <laughs> so awesome. I did. I had all these like beautiful questions that were like, Gossip Girl and uh, social media in New York. How is New York doing? What do you think as you live in New York? <laughs> this right, is so better. I'd rather talk about nipple plate, n- you know, yeah. n- nipples that are the nipple size papayas. of dinner plates. Nipple papayas. Nipple papayas. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for writing this book and adding your voice to the normalization of how hard this is. Well, thank you for being at the forefront of it. Cause honestly, like you having your voice be one of the only ones saying what you feel is normal. Like is that's pretty life-saving. And I'm not saying that lightly when you have postpartum depression and anxiety, it is, it can be really dangerous. And to be able to listen to and read so, you know, somebody saying like, this is okay. You are okay. Is, is genuinely life-saving. So I'll really genuinely want to thank you for that. Well, I really appreciate it. It has been a gift to myself to be able to to do this, to realize how not alone I am. So 
that's just it. Let's normalize, normalize. Yep. Everybody go out and talk about your miscarriage and other things exactly. that came out of your body. Talk about your nipples. <laughs> also, I don't love my dog more. <laughs> okay, of course you don't love your dog more. I can just picture uh, the comments right now. This it's even, oh no, not more. with this group. All right, not good, with good, this good. group. All right, phew. Everybody, we're going to link you up to where you can find out more information about Emma's for Mama and also Merlot, a modern mom's ABCs. Obviously, all you have to do is turn on the television and you can find <laughs> you can find Laura somewhere <laughs> on a screen. I'm really sad that we couldn't bump it with trumpets, but I just can't wait for the return of Broadway and seeing you back up on the stage. My sister is in New York still and has seen you and all of your stuff and Aww. just with the Patty Lapone and really wanted me to pursue a lot of Patty Lapone questions with you. But we'll have to do it later. Okay. Thank you so Thank you. much. You're doing a really good job, by the way. So are you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. All okay, right. Bye. bye. <laughs> Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Teresa's here with me over Zoom. Yeah, and we're here to do genius and failures like that. Oof, the voice crack. The voice crack. That was a fail. Before I ask you about your genius moment, I, I wanted to say hello. Hi. Hi, Teresa. Are you excited? I'm really excited today. I'm excited today, too, because we're talking about geniuses and, like, the biggest genius of all is Max Fun Drive. It is the biggest genius of all. It's it's what makes Maximum Fun special. It's why our network is all about community and all about our listeners because we are listener supported. And once a year, we come to you guys and we say, "Let's keep doing this. Let's keep <laughs> making this show together." And you guys tend to show up for us and it tends to be a pretty good time and very encouraging which is why at this point of the show we are going to tell you all the ways that we want to show you we love you boop here comes the first thing get a pen to write this down (laughs) over the next two weeks may 3rd through may 14th be sure to check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. A lot on Instagram, though, just FYI. Sometimes I'm very bad at posting things on social media. For some Max Fun Drive fun like Chutney Adventures, this year's One Bad Mother pin, The Return of Bop It, Banjo Touching, and Super Fun Stretch Goal Bonuses, plus the actual gifts that Max Fun gives when you become a member, and so much more. Teresa, would you uh, just see if we could tell them a little bit about the Max Fun gifts? Yeah, and these are, just to be clear, these are gifts 
G-I-F-T-S's. S's. Not, not to be confused with GIFs. We're not yeah. just going to be giving you guys a bunch of GIFs. I mean, GIFs are fun. A bunch of me just vomiting rainbows. Yeah. Bah! I mean, you guys can totally have those if that's what you want. Like, Somebody let if, us know. If that's really what you want, yes. Bah! Of course you can have all the GIFs you want of biz vomiting rainbows. <laughs> But there are actual gifts oh. that you are entitled to receive. Tell me what I'm entitled you, to. When you become <laughs> a new or upgrading member of Maximum Fun during the Max Fun Drive. So for $5 a month or more, you get the bonus content. And we are eight years into creating bonus content at this point. So that doesn't just mean the new bonus episodes. Mm-mm. That means you get all the bonus stuff that's on there from every past year of the Max Fun Drive on One Bad Mother. And all the bonus episodes from other Max Fun shows. So it works out to something like over 200 hours of bonus content. Let's stay up all night and feed our babies and have something to listen to. Yeah, we'll right. not run out of content. <laughs> no. Yeah, and then if you join at the $10 a month level, you will get the bonus content and a pin. And this year's One Bad Mother enamel pin is a slice of cake. <laughs> and it says cake parenting. And it's <laughs> the best. It may be the best one that we've done. It's- it's a real runner-up with sack of banana. I mean, like, if you had sack of bananas and cake parenting on your lapel or your diaper bag, I mean, it would sum up parenting, like, in a, in a so nutshell. So true. Yes. In a nutshell. You would be pulling a chutney if you had both of these pins on, yeah. out in public. Or you pick one, depending on your mood for the day. And better yeah. yet, just indicate to your family if i'm wearing the sack of bananas pin <laughs> don't don't come around expecting cake yeah no because yeah, it's a don't. sack of bananas day yeah yeah but if i'm wearing the cake parenting pin <laughs> i'm it's, ready to make it work okay it's a temperature gauge yeah it is so stay tuned online and on social media and listen to the shows as soon as they come out during the drive because we're going to be announcing goal challenges and rewards throughout the drive. And then Biz is going to let us know when we hit 500 new or upgrading supporters because we are going to release a surprise episode I made with Eric O'Keefe that I like to call One Bad Supernatural, where he and I Talk about the TV show Supernatural, and it has very little to do with parenting. (laughs) So guys, to join, upgrade, or boost your membership, just go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Now, that was a lot of geniusing right there. But Teresa, I'd like to ask you very directly to genius me. Wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. I saw what you did. Oh my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh my God. That's fucking genius. Okay. Uh, last week was my wonderful partner Jesse's birthday. Happy he birthday. Turned- yeah, he turned 40. It was a big one. Yeah. I felt a little apprehensive about how do you celebrate somebody's 40th birthday when things are kind of really still very rough in yeah. in life right now. 
I wanted it to be really special. It ended up working out really nicely. And the best part was, I honestly don't know how or why, but I'm going to take credit for this. Mm. Each one of our kids made something for him. And this has been like one of those things about parenting where I just always assumed that like from the time they were toddlers, I'd be like, it's so-and-so's birthday. Let's make them a card. (laughs) And then my kids would say, yes. And they would sit down and make art for 45 minutes and be like Ah. really committed to making something really nice. Yeah. And that just has never happened. I mean, it's just never happened. It's just Mm. not, they're not interested in like fulfilling my desire for them to make stuff for me to feel good about other people's celebrations. Wow. Weird. Weird. But for whatever reason, probably because I'm great, I was able to get each of them to make something for him. And they each made something really heartfelt and specific to them. Oscar made a comic for Jesse about a dad. It was really cute. And Grace made flashcards for him that were really funny and really sweet that she like performed for him when we were having birthday dinner. And then Curtis, our four-year-old, made a card that he then like transformed into like a little model of a house that like they and they all just were actually into it. And it was like actually meaningful. So yeah, that was great. It made me feel really good. That is really good. Yeah. Oh, my God. You should take credit for that. Thank you. I did. Yeah. You yeah. good. Happy birthday to Teresa. Very <laughs> good. Well, that's genius. I'm uh, ripping up the backyard. So Stefan and I are finally going to try and do something with our backyard. That it really actually does look like a, like a school playground, you know, something that hasn't been taken care of very well. There's something dangerous lurking about, probably a lot of grass. Some of the grass is growing. Some of it's not. It just it, children can roam free <laughs> there. And we're finally going to do something with it. And we had somebody come to talk to us about it. And they said, look, if you want to save some money, you're going to want to dig all the grass and like all that stuff up yourself because it's, it's expensive to do it. And I was like, okay. So Stefan and I started hacking away at our grass. Now you're thinking, why is that a genius? Well, here we go. One, Stefan and I are doing something together. (laughs) That's really nice. Two, it's physical and physical affects my mood like so fast. It is like a drug being outside and being physical. Three, in the process of digging up the yard, I have found so much fun treasury stuff. I have found little tin like rusted now, cars from the like 1900s. I found, I found like a 1930s, 1940s. It's like what a credit card used to be. They're called like charge plates and they're like a metal. And it had the information of a person who used to live in this house in the 1940s. Whoa. What? And then (laughs) I have found marbles. I have found old coins. I have found like just so much fun stuff. If you guys want, I will post them on the Instagram so you can see what I've been digging up. And it is like somebody asked me to come over and play. I swear. Like I just go outside and I dig and I got a metal detector and and then I dig and I sift and it, (laughs) it brings me, it brings me such 
fucking joy. <laughs> Good job. Thank you. Hi, Biz and Teresa. Coming at you with the genius. So I'm approaching middle aged, whatever that means. But things just don't work the same anymore. My neck hurts when I wake up. My back hurts when I wake up. Yada, yada. I have repurposed my boppy pillow from my children when they were infants into my sleeping pillow. And it, like, cradles my neck just perfectly and keeps me in a position all night where I actually wake up not insanely sore every morning. So... I thought that was a genius. And for anybody else who has neck trouble out there, try your boppy pillow. Thanks. You're doing a great job. So are you. This is a genius repurposing of a baby product. Mm -hmm. It's so good. This is one of those ones, though, where I wonder what the price difference would be depending on what you named it. Because we've talked about in the past that, like, I've got a photo album. It's 10 bucks. It's your baby photo album. It's $500. Yeah. <laughs> Your wedding yeah. photo album has the word wedding on it. It's $500. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> it's a maternity blanket. It's $75. It's a yeah. blanket. <laughs> yeah. So, the boppy, as it is designed for helping, you know, hold babies' bottles and boobs, it's going to have one price point. But then when it becomes like, what is it? The boppin' spine. Right? Something like that helps with yeah. sleep. When it becomes a more medical, does, does that make it more expensive or less expensive than being a baby product? That's a great question. I think I'm going to take the rest of my life to research it. Yeah. Take that on. <laughs> I'm going to take, take it that on. Right on. Now. Yeah. I'm just going to tell my kids, sorry, I can't. Just, be I'm your busy running anymore. numbers, you guys. Yep. I'm running <laughs> numbers. <laughs> That's my calculator sound that it was it was i mean maybe i just think that because i could see your fingers typing up and down even my fingers were pointing in totally opposite directions as if i had you had two calculators yeah Yeah, two calculators running so many numbers (laughs) that's the yuck that was a horrible sound effect of me pulling pulling the paper out paper out Uh and the answer is 32 (laughs) <laughs> you're doing you're doing such a good job yeah you're doing such a good job good job failures fail 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 you suck fail me Teresa. lots of potential failures to share but i think i'm gonna go with one that happened today just because oh. it feels real fresh Sure. And that is that I was helping Oscar, my seven-year-old, with his math this morning. And definitely he it ended in tears. <laughs> and and it's like it's it that I feel like that would have happened early on in remote schooling just because nobody knows what they're doing but like at this point we're into our groove like I know how to work with him and when not to work with him on things (laughs) and we're just trying to learn to tell time and it was one of those things where it was like I just my whatever was going on with me I could not let go of look it's fucking obvious it's yeah. so easy look Five, it's 10, always 15, if, 20 if it's at the six it's just always half past it's 
You're only looking at half past right now. All of these are half past, so it's always going to be on the six. It's always going to be there, and it's always the. mm. And I'm. Yeah. Poor kid, you know. Sorry, Oscar. He'll be fine. He'll He'll get there. He'll have a digital watch. He knows I love him, and. Yeah. Wow. Oh, it I'm sorry. did not. Yeah, it was, and it was so unnecessary. Like, who sure. cares? It's not like the test is tomorrow to graduate from first grade. Yeah. <laughs> no. Here's the thing: he'll know how to tell time by the time he goes to college. I mean, I guess. <laughs> or maybe he can just ask Siri what time yeah. it is. Yeah. I think so. I am so sorry. Yeah. yeah. Every time I realize Ellis has no idea how to tell time, yeah. I'm like, oh, just like, ah. Like, because yeah. I've tried, and it just within yeah. like a minute, you know, this is too existential to try. I need this to be a teacher project. Yeah. I can't do it. Can't yeah. do it. You're doing a horrible job. Yes. I mean, like, for sure. No, I am. I definitely okay. am. Okay. This one, I'm surprised it only just now happened. But yesterday, I was going to pick Ellis up from school, and I parked the car. And I got out and I walked up to where I was to pick them up. And it was just as I'd walked up, like right, like there are two or three parents there waiting. There's the teacher. I've already walked past one teacher and said hello. And that's when I realized I don't have a mask on. Like, I, I at, and then, <laughs> and then I did the thing that we all do, which is not at all helpful. I just took my hands and covered my mouth. Like that, I don't have a mask. Who? Right. And then, like, I I was so surprised. And, yeah. like, this one dad, I was like, oh, my God, I don't have the. And he was like, pull your shirt up. And I'm like, yeah. that's not any better. I was just like, yeah. I was just doing a bunch of dumb physical things with my body yeah. to try and that would have no yeah. benefits yeah. in group safety. It's like it's like the naked dream. It's like. It, yeah, it's but like I did that it. almost. And I was yeah. like, Ellis, quick, we have to run back to the yeah. car. I don't yeah. have my mask. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just, oh, it was, I felt I know. so bleh. Yes. Yeah. I, yes, you yeah. do oh, suck. Fucking monster. I know. Yeah. I know. Hi, this is Teresa. I am calling in with a sale. So, my caller was not liking bad for a little bit and so getting him interested in it was you know we tried doing adding the whole color thing do you want to take a blue bath do you want to take a green bath and and all of that and he got really into it which was awesome so made that time super easy and then he's also speech delayed so you know at some point in time he starts seeing yellow really good really well and they're going to yellow and so he only wanted yellow baths and so now he is totally stuck on um, yellow baths and that's all he wants to take. I, I try to give him other color baths and now it's just yellow baths and just constantly it's just and it cracks me up and it's a sale because it just looks like these giant pea baths and I hope he it's been like six months now and it, it's just such a weird bath time but anyway that's my sale. You guys are doing a great job. I've got a kid taking a pee bath every night. So, anyway, thank you. Bye. Well, yeah. just so you know, colored bath or not, your kid's taking a pee bath every night anyway. 
<laughs> I mean, like the kids aren't like, I'm peeing in the tub. Like there's so many times I would like walk past either one of my kids and I'd be like, wait a second. Are you peeing? Yeah. <laughs> huh? So, uh, yeah. So one, they're already in a pee bath. Two, <laughs> what I love about this is this brings up the question with time does more comedy and like silliness arrive out of something that's happening in your house like the first couple of mm -hmm. days you're like yellow bath it may not even occur to you that yeah. it looks like pee and then you're like two weeks in and you're like that looks like pee that's weird no one cares and then you're like six months in and i bet you want to tell everybody yeah <laughs> i got that i would yeah. want to tell everybody by six months i would want to yeah. be like hey that kid's taking a pee bath. Here, I got a picture. You want to see it? <laughs> well, that's what I was imagining. I was imagining, like, because sometimes the kids are really cute in the bath, and yeah. you're, like, taking a picture, and, you know, you're tr maybe you're trying not to get yeah. body parts in the picture or whatever, but I can see, like, having the impulse to take the picture and then being like, well, what are people going to, like, what are my yeah. parents, like, if I send this to yeah. my parents, like, what are they going to think if the water's just yellow? And so you're trying to, like, not... <laughs> But then it becomes like a thing. Like no yeah. one can see that there's Ever. yellow water that my child <laughs> is bathing in. I oh, know. It's just like that whole, it's just so funny what we associate yeah. with colors. Because we've yeah. also had the, the pee bath, the yellow yeah. bath, where you're like, yeah. oh, it does look like pee. And it catches you off guard. It surprises yeah. you if you suddenly walk back in. You're like, whoa. And you're, oh, whoa. The yeah. color tabs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to live in those. Well, you are doing, I don't know, like a horrible job letting your imagination run wild repeatedly about the liquid in which your child is bathing? Yeah, let's go with that. Let's okay. go with that. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. Okay, everybody, let's settle in together with Teresa and listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hey, um, this is Christian. I'm calling from San Clemente, California with a, a dad rant. And uh, I'm, I'm a parent to a special needs kid. He has, he's a person with autism. And as an autistic person, you know, he experiences the world differently. But he's smart. And I'm really tired of people apologizing for my kid's autism to me when, you know, they say hi. And I'm like, oh, he's nonverbal. He's not going to respond to you. He has autism a person with autism and them saying they're sorry I'm not fucking sorry you shouldn't be fucking sorry he's the best thing that's ever happened to me and given that it's autism acceptance month and that people with autism and autistic people and you know a bunch of different conditions need to be celebrated this month because of neurodiversity I, I just think that there are some things that we need to say. A, autistic people, you're, you're fucking perfect. We love you. You are what's good in this world. Uh, two, people 
who don't understand neurodiversity get educated, it's just as important as being educated on race issues because neurodiverse does not mean slow. It does not mean disabled. And three, stop fucking apologizing to me. (laughs) I'm not unhappy. Shut the fuck up. So, thanks, guys. Bye. Woo! Dad rant needed to get that off his chest. And this is where to do it. I really appreciate your call. Frustration aside, I think this this is such a part of that category of being mindful of how we use language and what we say. And I can see the easiness and the natural inclination to say, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> now, I mean, I could see that happening to a person. So I want to start there with that sort of space. I also can really understand how that can feel if you are a parent with a neurodiverse child and the connotations that something like that must comes with a statement like that. Yeah, it's 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 not the right thing to say. <laughs> even not even a little the right thing to say. And so when you call and you share things like this, it helps get that message out there that that's not the right thing to say or to be mindful about your words. Neurodiversity, being differently wired, (laughs) this is such a new time in our culture in which the spotlight is is being focused more on that. Acceptance is becoming uh, part of, of how we walk through the world. And so much of that has to do with educating ourselves and being aware and learning more. And your call actually reminded me that recently, uh, as part of the One Bad Mother Facebook private group community, we have a One Bad Mother autism subgroup and they held an ask me anything on the main board and people got to ask questions about autism and it was just such a gift that those parents gave the community and it was definitely an opportunity to learn something sometimes asking the questions isn't easy it can be scary to ask but We should all go out and try and find out more about these things that we that we're not as familiar with. Okay, and so to you, ranting dad, you're doing a seriously amazing job. You are so lucky to have the child that you have, and that child is so lucky to have you. And I think you are both truly fucking remarkable. You're doing a really, really good job. Teresa, you know who's also doing a really good job? You. I'm so glad that you're here. You know who's also doing a good job? Our listeners and supporters, all of you who are supporting One Bad Mother during the Max Fun Drive, thank you. You're doing a good job. Yeah, you guys are awesome. Thank you for showing up for us. And Biz, thank you for keeping this show 
going throughout the pandemic. You're totally amazing. Thank you for making it possible to keep doing the genius and fail segment by being my friend and joining me each week to do these calls. Teresa, you're doing a good job and I will talk to you next week. See you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye. What did we learn today, everyone? Well, we learned that Laura Benanti is a good time. Wow. Hello, new best friend. Talk about the importance of being honest about the experiences we have when children come into our lives. It just, it can't be emphasized enough. And there can't be enough of us out there talking about it, right? Normalize, normalize, normalize. Plus, her book is so funny. And so is she. She was just a total delight. And here's a little fun thing. That is, at the beginning of the interview, I mispronounced her name. And then I tried to retake that over and over. And I just mispronounced her name, like to her, in front of her over Zoom, over and over and over again. And I would like to say that Laura Benanti is very nice <laughs> for not hanging up right then. Guys, we've learned that we need to rely on each other. And I just want to say, I hope that one bed mother, that we've been able to be there for you, not only through parenting, but also through this pandemic. It means the world that we've been able to continue making the show. And it is so very important to me to continue to be able to remind you guys that you're normal, <laughs> that it's all okay, that you're not alone, and that you're doing a really good job. If the show has been a part of your life, if we have had an impact on you as a parent or as a person, if we've helped you get through this pandemic or any other difficult time, I hope that you will become a member during the Max Fun Drive and support One Bad Mother. All levels are valuable and important from $5 a month to, I mean, heck, if you, if you are doing very well and would like to support us at the $200 a month level, I mean, I'm not going to stop you. But, but seriously, guys, $5 a month means the world. You can also boost your membership now which means you don't have to go at one of the preset levels. If you just want to raise your membership by a dollar or $2, you can do that. If you are already a member and have been supporting us, thank you so much. I appreciate it. If you can't support the show financially right now, that's fine. I totally get it. This is a weird time, and we're still going to be here for you no matter what. You can support us, as always, by going to iTunes and writing reviews or just getting the word out about why you listen to the show and why supporting the show is important on social media with the hashtag MaxFunDrive. So there are lots of ways to support us. And remember, when you support the show, in a lot of ways, you are supporting listeners who cannot support at this point in time. So, you know, let's just go out and be supportive. Everybody, you're doing a remarkable job. 
so much is changing within the world of the pandemic while at the same time not feeling very different or any more certain. And yet we still have to go and walk through that. And that's a really confusing place. And we have to remember that, you know, we're all experiencing grief and loss on some level. And what I really, really want you to remember is that look where we are. You are doing it. You're doing a remarkable job. Yes, all those things are true, but you're also still here. You are also still showing up. You're getting up. You're doing stuff. You're going to bed. You're getting up and you're doing it again. You're setting an achievable bar, which could be very low. <laughs> that is still okay. You're just amazing. Let's go out and be amazing to each other. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Gabe Mara, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, got low down mama blues. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, got low down mama blues. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.